hold on a minute. Has anyone ever tried to do adult Pokemon? Well, not to my knowledge, no. Because late one night when I was hopped up on goofballs, I actually invented one. It's in my back room. It's called the Sexosaur. I'd like to see the Sexosaur. I have to warn you, his appearance is shocking. I would be surprised if you could show me anything I haven't already seen. Here you go. My God. It's amazing. Sex. A year later in the uh, Pokemon Championship final round. All right. And Daniel is down to his very last Pokemon against B's Charizard. B has Charizard out. Who will Daniel send out? Go, Sexy Sore. I choose you. What the fuck is that? The audience is going wild. Jesus Christ. I, I can't fight that thing. I resign the competition. And there you have it. Daniel and his Sexazor have won the Ultimate Pokemon Championship. And the beastly horde approached the castle gates as a ruinous multitude of malice, but the king was prepared. For the blue wizard had warned him. There will be danger, and there will be crossbows. Welcome to another episode of There Will Be Crossbows. You uh, have willingly tuned in to see us for some reason, and we thank you for it. Uh, today's theme is um, brought to you by Aaron, one of our listeners, and it is Bulb. B-U-L-B, Bulb. One of the ugliest words in the English language. It is an ugly word for one of two pretty things. Whether you're talking about a light bulb or a plant bulb, they're both, um, yeah, they're both nice to look at and very pleasant objects. I don't know why the word has to be so gross. <laughs> but it sure is. It just kind of, it like falls directly out of your mouth like a lead weight. Bulb. Sounds like <laughs> exactly. When I say the word bulb, if this was a, a job interview where I was doing a Rorschach test, except instead of pictures, I held up the word bulb on a little play card and you had to quickly without thinking say which one you were thinking of a light bulb or a plant bulb would you pick one of those or does a third thing come to your mind yeah light bulb comes to mind for sure i don't really have a lot of experience with plant bulbs when i grow a plant it's from seeds baby really not a not a flower gardener more of a vegetable gardener Bulbs are flowers only and seeds are vegetables only? Is that how that works? 
I believe so, yeah. Flowers usually come in bulbs and you plant the bulb and it grows into a flower. Okay, see, I know nothing about that. The problem with outside is that's where the predators are, James. I live in a very dangerous part of the jungle. Now, again, when I say the word predator, and if I, this was a job interview and I was trying to test you psychologically and I said the word predator, would you be referring to uh, natural animal predators or uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger enemy predator? Definitely the Arnold Schwarzenegger alien enemy. Yes, they're all over my neighborhood. Great, so you're not going outside the house because you're worried that uh, the fictional science fiction alien predators are prowling around. Yes, that is exactly right. Okay, great. That's what I thought. I just wanted to clear it up so everybody can see how plainly crazy you are. I don't have enough cold mud to be able to mask my heat signature. And let's be honest, even if you did, I think it'd take a few more steps for you to take down one of the predators. There is no way I am taking down a predator. The most I could hope for is to avoid them long enough that they die of old age. What else have I got? Look at these toothpicks. I just think you're limiting yourself by um, not letting yourself indulge in natural real world delights, such as the pleasantry of gardening, because you're afraid of, you know. Well, you know, when I get to the pearly gates and they say, oh, I see you were shot and killed by a conglomeration of 15 neighborhood predators. I'll stand there and I'll be like, well, I ate one medium-sized tomato that I grew with my own hands, though. Doesn't seem like a good trade-off. I have a completely different reason why I don't garden. I'm not afraid to be outside. I love being outside. I'm not too fond of dirt, but I don't dislike it. I guess the reason why I don't garden is every time I try to interact with a plant, uh, it dies. In fact, pretty much that's the theme of my life is everything I touch dies in some way. I see. I, and I have noticed you have no plants in your, in your screen here. There's nothing I, alive. I can't, I can't keep any plants alive, even succulents, which are only popular because they don't die. Uh, I kill within weeks. So I've got the crippling fear. You've got some sort of genetic anomaly that causes the death of all life. I do have an idea, though, um, you know, that I want to throw out there. What if we gardened together? Because I could watch out for predators, and should one approach, I would touch it and it would die, therefore ridding you of your anxiety and allowing you to garden in peace. This sounds like a great idea. I'll grow all the hibiscus you can eat. My favorite meal is just a bowl full of hibiscus. I'm so, see, this is why we need each other to overcome our weaknesses and we come out on the other side stronger and we end up with bountiful piles of vegetables and plants and flowers and gigantic piles of dead invisible predator bodies. I think it's another shining example of our just infallible partnership. Fit together like two pieces of a puzzle. Right, well, that's not a good example because two pieces of a puzzle won't necessarily fit together. It has to be the right two pieces. Yeah, I was, I, was, I was implying that it was the correct two pieces, not just two random pieces that you pick out and try to cram together. Although that also might be apt. So no, you were right the first time.
Well, welcome to the hardware store. Uh, I will assist you, but uh, you will only ask me three questions before I lose interest and go to help another customer. It's, it's like it's like an Aladdin uh, situation where I, I only get three wishes and after that it's it's all done. So uh, I suppose the first question is, can I ask for more questions? You're going to use your first question for that? That was real dumb. Now you got two questions. To, to ask me to help you find whatever you came in the hardware store for. There's no way you're going to find out on your own. Okay, all right. So we only got two questions left. So like in a genie type situation, your your next wish, if you if you don't get the additional wishes, your next wish would be to bring people back to life. So uh, oh, I suppose wow. I would... I think there's been a fundamental misunderstanding. A question is not the same as a wish. A question is something like, which aisle may I find... Uh, you know, square tip screwdrivers in, in which the answer would be aisle seven. A wish is something the genie would grant, such as I wish I had already in my possession a square tip screwdriver. You see the you see the difference. Ah, uh, okay, okay. So really, then, if I had a square tip screwdriver, I would need square tip screws. So if I had another wish, I'd probably just wish for those screws in that situation. Yeah, if that's what you came in the hardware store for, uh, that was just an example, but that happens to be uh, what you were looking for. I already just kind of gave you free questions. I see, I see. So then what I would do then is what you're saying, if, if I'm understanding you correctly, is I would take what would normally be a wish and then I would alter it somewhat so that you would give me information instead of like actual magical products. Yeah, that's, that's, I guess that is what I'm saying in a nutshell. So are you a type of person who's uh, more used to uh, wishing for magical things and getting them than exchanging information through questions? Well, you see, 10 minutes ago, I was in the year 1020 and I found a lamp in the desert. And I wished to go forward a thousand years. I see. And I end up here in front of you. Oh, magical genie of the future. And you offer to give me information? What a world this is. I see now where the confusion has come in. You're in the midst of a series of three wishes from a genie. And in the middle of those three wishes, you teleported into the future in which you were in a hardware store with me in a series of three questions. I can see now why you would mistake wishes for questions and all is completely understandable. Fine, you got it. I'll give you wishes instead of questions. You got two left. I wish for you to tell me where I can find a ceiling fan. my first mate i'm gonna only tell you my secret of the buried treasure i'll take notes on it i will so i don't forget a single word uh, no no you, you, you can't take notes because then the other pirates would find the notes and they would find the treasure uh better not to do a map or anything you just got to remember where it is i knew that reading is fun curriculum would come back to bite us in the ass look we don't have much to do with the pirate ship so Anything left around will be read by somebody. Even my 
Pokemon erotica fan fiction. Old Stewie down in the poop deck, he uh, found that and he had a field day with it. I was part of that field day. That was a Thursday afternoon well spent. Anyway, the, uh, the, the treasure. I didn't plant gold or valuables because I was too afraid that the others would find out and steal it. Oh yeah, people are always stealing gold. Since it's just us on the ship, we're all just stealing each other's things uh, back and forth like, and it's, uh, it gets messy. It's just kind of circular. I'm, speaking of that, I've actually stolen your parrot from you. You did not. You stole Willie the parrot. Uh, he was asking for it. Literally, he was saying, steal me, steal me. That's fair. I did teach him to say that, and uh, I should have been looking better after him. So he's your parrot now until uh, I steal him back. Them's the rules. But yes, you were talking about the treasure that cannot be stolen. That's right. This time, I buried tulip bulbs. What manner of treasure is a tulip bulb? It grows into a tulip. It's a a bulb that grows into a full-grown uh, tulip flower. Oh, so it's one of these, like, treasures of nature. Its value is mostly intrinsic, you know, making you feel good about yourself by, by looking at it. That's the greatest treasure of all. I wish I had something to share with you. Look, it would just be enough if you just, uh, if you just would hold my hand for a moment while we watch the tulips grow. C quick now, all the men on the ship are looking at us funny, so, uh... Come on, men! It's hand-holding and flower-looking time! Oh, well, I guess the secret's out. All right, boys, let's all come hold hands around the tulips and watch them grow. A treasure like this you cannot keep to yourself. It's Amazon product review time. I have really been looking forward to this one. James sent me the Carnivorous Plant Beginner's Collection. This has three different kinds of carnivorous plants in it. A sundew, a Venus flytrap, and a pitcher plant. They're all alive, they're all adult, they are ready to go. A Venus flytrap and other carnivorous plants, they are directly against my personal moral code. I have a very, very strict vegan household. No animal products of any kind, but these plants, all they eat are living creatures. I only eat plants, they only eat animals. You would think that there's no way we could all exist in the same environment. I totally understand their point of view. They do want to eat. They're not some namby-pamby other plants that just like soak up sun and drink water. What kind of an existence is that? No, they go out there and they get what they want. So I totally understand. Though I cannot condone what they do. I cannot say, hey, it's fine. You go ahead and you murder all the children you want. Because you know if they were big enough, that's what they would do. I just fed them myself. Just little bits. They're very, very small plants. They don't need very much. So just a little drop of blood here and there. And that was plenty. Now they are much bigger. And they're getting more demandy. I was putting the blood into the pitcher plant, for example, and it snapped shut on my finger. And now I've lost my index finger on my right hand above the knuckle. That crossed a line. 
The last straw came when the Venus flytrap took a swipe at this little guy. Look at that. Who would eat this one? No. Nobody should eat this adorable doggy. So I knew I had to take action. But how? Then it occurred to me, they're all plants. And I am a vegetarian. I was created to destroy this threat. The Venus flytrap fought back the most. It did not go quietly, but I ate it and I ate it good. I do feel it inside me trying to escape. Coconut and myself, we have declared this house a mammals only zone. Right, buddy? Five stars. Today's the day I leave my disease-ridden body behind and download into this android. You seem on the fence. We could do it tomorrow if you want. In all of the animal experiments we've done, the animals seem really unhappy and then immediately go on killing sprees. You're the one who insisted that we get you in the android body right away. All of the laboratory tests have suggested that we probably should wait a little bit because... Uh, we have a 0% success rate with it taking properly and not ending in homicide. But my body is on the verge of giving out. The bottom half of me is already 75% goo. Look, doctor, it's your lab. We're all here to, to follow your vision. If you're ready to get your rest of your goo body into the android body, we'll help you. You just should be prepared that you probably will end up killing all of us um, subsequently. The ethics are weighing heavily upon me. Is your death an acceptable price to pay for the continuation of my genius? It's probably kind of relative because for me, it's not. Uh, for my family also, they're not super keen on it. But for you, it probably is worth it. We're not very close. My work will enable the expansion of the overall economy of the United States. And I think that the deaths of a few people, those are worth expanding the economy for. Look, it's, it's true that, you know, when we tested this out on rats, after they killed all of the other rats in the building, then they immediately started working on different tax codes. Killing a few million people is worth having more money. So you're saying just to help the economy slightly, you're willing to kill as many people as it takes. That's what I'm saying. Well, uh, your line of thinking is remarkably similar to that of our government. So uh, since it's their funding, I feel like they'd sign off on this. And if I have to give up my life so that somebody else can get a little bit richer, uh, I'm perfectly prepared to do that. Would it be okay if I also killed your grandparents? Yeah, absolutely. They're old, so their lives are worth less. What about all of the rest of the old folks in their home where they live? Dad, I'm glad you showed me this YouTube video that Bernie Sanders uploaded, but don't you think the satire is a little bit thick? Son, that's how we got where we are today. Hey, Dad, I just wanted to ask, like, you're pretty rich, right? You wouldn't, like, you know, 
kill me if it made you a little bit richer, would you? Of course not. Your organs aren't big enough for me to harvest yet. Thanks, Dad. I love you. I love you too, organs. It's time for everyone's favorite segment of the week. It's called Questions and Answers, which normally we try to say at the same time, but James is boycotting saying questions and answers this week because apparently we've had trouble in past weeks. That's okay, I'm fine doing it by myself. Along with my chorus of past myselves, questions and answers. How impressive was that? Today's question is from loyal listener, Jason. Jason asks us, dear crossbows, what's the best way to separate iris bulbs? Okay, that's a good question, Jason. This is a good question. This may be the first time we can just give a concise answer and not have to ban the person from life for asking it. Um, it is confusing because all bulbs uh, look the same. You cannot identify a good bulb from a bad bulb. Oh, is that true? Yeah, I mean, you can't just look at a bulb. It's not like a head of lettuce where you can look at it and be like, mm, that one's not very good, but that one is good. I'll buy that one, right? All bulbs just like like brown balls. Oh, interesting. Now, I've seen a lot of brown balls before. So how do you know which ones are going to grow and which ones are just going to lay there? I think what you have to do is actually interrogate the bulbs. And each bulb stare at intensely and ask questions such as, do you intend to grow up into being a viable iris? Viable iris, by the way, was the name of my 1980s punk band. It's true. Your vinyl records are extremely hard to find on eBay. Uh, I think, Jason, the answer to this question, how do you separate iris bulbs? The answer is clear to me. Lasers. You can do anything with lasers. Why not shoot the fuck out of some iris bulbs with your multi-million dollar laser. I guess I didn't realize when he was asking how to separate iris bulbs, he may actually be asking how to physically cut them in half, in which case it would be lasers. Okay, so what did you think when he asked how to separate them? Uh, separate good ones from bad ones. You know, you separate your, your bulbs. Oh, I, I see. I've never gardened. Fact, I was going to ask you if you've ever gardened. It's a confusing question. He made us look stupid, and now I'm pissed off. I I'm a little pissed off, Jason. too. Let's ban Jason. Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. I was, I did not think we were going to go there, but now I look like a fool. Yeah, we both look like total idiots, and that's never happened before in the history of this show. Jason, you're banned. James, I'm going to go out on a limb. I'm also going to ban iris bulbs. And anybody named iris or bulb. That's right. Bulb Thompson, you're out. Bulb Henderson, gone. Bulb Sanchez, gone. Okay, I've had it with you kids. Get the fork and stick it in the wall socket. Dig no. We're gonna die if we do that. Yeah, Dad, I don't wanna die. I'll do it, it probably won't kill us. You kids, I've had enough with you. Why, why did I have five of you? There are too many kids in here. Some of you weed yourselves out. 
Dad, you can't just kill all the kids you don't want. It's not fair. You made a decision to have this many kids. Yeah, Dad, own up to your mistakes. We didn't ask to be born. All of you, shut up for a second. I can't hear myself think. The Patriots are on for crying out loud. He's getting stressed. And two of us haven't even said anything yet. I don't think he's caught up for this parenting thing. Why is that kid British? Yeah, don't worry about it. I like the British brother better than I like the mime brother. I hate you all. I want at least three of you. Find somewhere else to be. Dibs, I'm staying here to watch Patriots. Well, I mean, finding somewhere else to be is better than he originally asked us to kill ourselves, and that's extremely dark. Can we just revisit that real quick? Being dead is also technically somewhere else to be. I guess it depends on whether you think the soul stays in the physical body after death. Dad, let's have that debate, all six of us. I think it stays in the body. <laughs> Mimey Jane's got a point. All right, you five. I've put four crossbows in the garage. Go play. All right, now we're talking. I've never shot a crossbow before. 20 minutes later. I guess you got what you wanted. It's just, it's just me and the mime left. The thing's You're crying real loud. Get him, Mimey. No, Mimey, spare me. I've always been nice to you, Mimey. Don't pull that trigger. You were always my favorite, Mimey. Clean that up while Daddy watches the halftime show. Well, that does it for today's high-powered podcast slash video production product. We've really enjoyed having you along for the ride today. Um, you know what you should do? You should do two things right this moment. Go over to the Crossbow Club on Facebook and hit like or subscribe or however that works on Facebook, then you should hop over to YouTube to the There Will Be Crossbows channel and you should subscribe to that channel. Hit the little bell or whatever it is so you get the notifications. You can watch us again there or tell you what, put our podcast on at parties, project it up onto your TV screen or your wall. We are a great way to provide distraction from awkward parties where you all have to be no one, nobody's throwing parties now, so it's just you. Let's just be honest. It's just you. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next week, right here, same time, same channel. And hey, just so we don't send you off empty-handed, how about a little joke to, to, to wrap up? How many crossbows does it take to change a light bulb? I don't know, James. How many crossbows does it take to change a light bulb? <laughs> Easy. It's... <laughs> Well, that was really unexpected. I'm not going to start the show till John looks at the camera. I think that's bullshit that he's oh. not paying attention to his own show. James, I didn't see you there. Hi. All right, the crowd is fucking nutso. The crowd is ripping each other apart. They're so excited.
crowd is literally turning to zombies before our eyes. I'm, <laughs> I'm getting too excited. <laughs> Dad, this YouTube video that Bernie Sanders uploaded is sorry. Oh, interesting. Now I've seen a lot of brown balls before. So how do you know which ones are going to grow and which ones are just going to lay there? I'm not taking the bait if this is. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Why does he need a ceiling fan? He's going back to 1020. 